Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. People, why hello everybody and happy Tuesday. Welcome to Fight Club. Woohoo! <laughs> all Good the double morning. Hands waves. I love it. <laughs> I love all the hands. Let's go, Tay. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome to Fight Club for Business, the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. We're a team of self-employed industry experts, and we get to be joined this week by David Mormon. So excited to have you with us, David. I'm very excited to be here, everybody. Thank you for having me on. Michelle hit me up in LinkedIn and I said, heck yeah, let's do it. Woo! Well, we are so excited to have you. So for those that don't know who you are or want to know more about you, could you just give our listeners a brief rundown of yourself and your business? Yeah, absolutely. I'm David Mormon. I live just outside uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, So I'm a crazy Canadian, we like to say. Uh, I reside with my wife, Alex. Uh, We have a little golden retriever, Charlie, who turns one year old uh, in like three weeks from now. Uh, Professionally, I put my time into two businesses. Uh, One is called Revive Services. Um, That is an exterior house detailing service, so window cleaning, gutter cleaning, house washing. And I'm also uh, the founder and owner here at Home Service Business Coach, where I help business owners uh, really set up their business properly uh, so they can have some freedom from their business. So I spend my time wearing those two different hats and uh, kind of wedge in when when those two things aren't going, kind of interviews, kind of fun talks uh, like these as well. So very excited to be here. You guys have had some heavy hitters on Dalkey, Al Levy. Uh, those guys are my heroes. So when Michelle hit me up, I said, I'm, let, let's do this. I'm very, very excited to be here. Oh, well, we're so excited to have you. So thank you so much, David. Welcome to Fight Club. And everyone that might not know me, I am Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband. So opposite sides of yeah. the weather spectrum from David. Yeah, <laughs> and- my background really comes from marketing. So I love helping business owners understand the numbers behind their marketing and make better decisions based upon that. I've also been dabbling a lot more in social recently. So that's a new fun venture that I've been working through and working on. So super excited to have you all with us today on this beautiful Tuesday or whenever you're listening. So welcome back to Fight Club. I love that you quietly are becoming like an Instagram influencer, but you haven't really like said that on the show yet. Like we have leveraged this network. Uh, it's so fun. Uh, yeah. My, so sorry, David. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I'm, I'm work. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. So it's great. <laughs> we're, we're, thrilled, we're thrilled to have you. It's going to be a fun show. My name's Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I do this a couple different ways. I have um, an online course where you can learn from me in a group setting with other business owners, uh, maybe industry, maybe not, uh, with through a program called Bookkeeping Academy Online. I'm really excited about a relaunch that's going to be changing names to Profits to Freedom in the next three weeks. I also have a full service accounting firm called Likes Accounting Company, uh, where you can outsource all those nasty accounting tasks to me and my team. And I own a window cleaning, gutter cleaning, solar panel cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, here in Northern California. And I'm happy to be back on this Tuesday and to get to know you better, David. 
Yay, welcome Dave. I'm Michelle Myers, owner of Pink Collars and also proud co-owner of a uh, floor coatings business called Wise Floor Coatings. And I am thrilled to have you here. Uh, you just in, imbued all of my LinkedIn joy when you said, Michelle, hit me up on LinkedIn because I'm constantly preaching the LinkedIn magic and I think it's fantastic. If you want to outsource your calls and texts and all that yucky stuff that goes on in your office, Pink Collars can absolutely help. And I'm thrilled to have you here. I think I have a soft spot for Canadians. We're actually going to talk to another Canadian this week over at Nice Job. And so thank you so much for joining us here on Fight Club. <laughs> awesome. Great to hear. And lastly, my name is Martha Woodward, and I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software, which is basically an employee performance measurement tool. Um, and I just like helping people build happier workplaces. So welcome to Fight Club, Dave. It, and it, it's the first time we're meeting, but I'm glad to have you. Learn more about yeah. you. Absolutely, Martha. Thanks. Great to meet uh, all of you as well. I think I've only actually met Michelle uh, virtually. So uh, really good to meet Tay and Megan and Martha. And uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. All it's right. Class. Well, I get to see you first, David. And I am super excited to talk all things marketing. But specifically, um, I had noticed on the Home Service Business Coach website that y'all do have a foundations program which is yeah. a cool 90-day mentorship. I've been through a similar mentorship program myself. It was really impactful um, for our, not only us as business owners, but the business itself. Um, definitely opened our mind to the mindset of how being able to systemize the business is really important. I'm not going to step too much on Michelle's toes with this, but what I want to talk about is the marketing system because that's a very vital system when you are trying to get from potentially an owner operator in the truck, or maybe you've moved to being the admin and you do have people in the truck, but you're still in the day-to-day. -day. So that marketing game plan and that marketing budget and kind of planning that out is really crucial to get you out of that truck, right? And move you to the next position in the business. So when you are working with your 90-day uh, foundations clients, what is your kind of first approach with marketing for them? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. How, how much time do we have for each of these segments, by the way? I'm on a strict like six to seven minutes. Okay. So <laughs> let's do it. I'll, I'll talk fast then. Okay. Um, okay. So foundations, usually those are like guys and gals doing, you know, one, two, 300 grand. They're extremely busy. So we actually start a lot with time management systems. I'll save that uh, goodness for Michelle's kind of, kind of time, but Tay for marketing, for, for what I like to teach is literally what we've done at Revive. Um, we grew uh, quite quickly over the course of one year. Uh, I was the guy in the truck doing 155. Uh, we moved to five, just about 600K in revenue in one season. And that was literally wow. because we went organic marketing like to the moon. Um, I don't really suggest spending beyond 10% of your overall revenue into marketing. And so what we really work on in foundations is organic marketing. Uh, I call it creating neighborhood buzz. And how can we become famous in the neighborhoods that we work in um, for I'll just check you going there. Absolutely. This is All like right. you're, you're talking the like the Kool-Aid. I love cool. it. And it's, it's especially for the time frame we're in the only I'm going to interrupt you briefly. Yeah. We are in a time frame where we have to get creative, right? We're in a time frame where we need to make sure as business owners in the marketing aspect, we're not just doing what we've done the past two and a half years. 
We need yeah. to be starting to prep for recession, starting to prep for the things that are coming in the future. And this this being popular in the neighborhood concept, I'm really excited to hear about it because this is something we can all start to implement today. Yeah. Yep. So we tell all our crews like one job should turn into two. Um, that's not just dropping off little flyers and hoping people call in. That's actually going and turning up to the neighbor's doors and talking to them. Um, it's my sincere belief that affluent homeowners are among the most nosy people in the world. Um, oh, Bill got a new car. Someone did this. Someone did that. And so you've got to totally play into that. And so when people get their windows cleaned or their house washed, we want to be lingering in neighborhoods. We want to be quoting on the spot. And I think a lot of service business owners, like their crew does not even have like a basic price list. And so I'm really a, a master. I think of more the simple services, the gutter cleaning, the window cleaning. You can quite easily make a one pager price list there where you can give people pricing right there on the spot. So I really think marketing should be front to back of the company. There is no, you know, marketing department when you're around sub a million dollars. It's just we're all in this together. And there's that quote that's like nothing happens till someone makes a sale. Well, sales can't get made if we don't have leads constantly pumping in. So I'd say some people recession, I'm not growing this and that we probably haven't pushed marketing like as much as we probably should have. So foundations is is full of systems and and marketing is is one of those um, that that we push quite hard. Oh, that's beautiful. So I um, as far as something that just stuck out is that's very true. And we kind of need to all do a little rewind and listen to that again as business owners. David said, you know, if we're not focused, focusing on the marketing, it's going to be very difficult for those leads to come in, which therefore that makes the sale more difficult. So it is kind of a domino effect when you look at it from that perspective, right? So you have the, the team being included. This isn't just on the owner's shoulders. You want to make sure you're including everyone on your staff from if you do have an admin, including your admin, including your um, techs out in the field, including yourself and maybe your spouse if they're in the business with you. Whatever situation you have mapped out for your business right now with employees, we need to make sure we're all on the same team and we're all working towards the same goal. Because at the end of the day, it benefits everyone on that team to make sure that we're marketing and bringing those leads in, especially when you're at that under $500,000 marker, as David mentioned. So I have like another minute left and then I'm, yeah. I'm getting the boot. Um, but <laughs> I want to know what is one of your favorite kind of grassroots marketing techniques that you like to use with business owners? Yeah, I'll, honestly, I'll go back to reviews and referrals. Like literally we've been growing and our marketing spend is five, six, seven percent because we go, I call it Howard Partridge style, right? Reviews, <laughs> referrals. That's literally yeah. What you need to do, I think you set up a nice job, you get reviews, you promote those, but also asking your clients for referrals. Um, your, your crew lead should be leaving two business cards with every client. Um, we do happy calls. My goodness, I did like two years in this business not making happy calls. Call your clients one week, within one week of the service being done, literally just check in with them. Like I think we've gotten away from like all these digital products business is still just relationship human to human one client at a time. So um, I really think that is this at the root of it. And above all, like, I think if you just give a shit about people and actually want to care for them, um, that is marketing alone. And I think most service, not most, but some service business owners actually don't have 
a heart for service and caring for people that you can do all the great marketing tactics in the world. So I think Gary V style, like if you just care about your client, that's the ultimate marketing strategy. And I think sometimes we get away from that with different tactics. So I'll kind of kind of leave it there. Absolutely. And I couldn't have said that better myself. So I have a couple ideas for some homework for everyone later in the show. So I will hold those for now. Um, but thank you, David, for spending some time with me in the marketing segment today. You killed it. Absolutely amazing. And now we get to talk money with Megan. So thanks so much. Awesome. Uh, so fun. I oh, I kind of want to stay in marketing because I am marketing for the first time in the history of my company. Well, Okay, everybody reminds me that's not true. I did have to market in the very beginning, but it feels like so long ago. I've forgotten everything I need to know. Um, but I thought we were going to talk about how does somebody, I, I've seen you in the groups, I've seen your group, I've seen that kind of your story is this growth story, right? Like, how did I scale? How did I do it? How did I do it while maintaining family time? And, and I thought maybe we could talk about that. Like, how do we scale responsibly? How do we scale reasonably? How do we scale while staying in balance with yeah. our net profit? How do we stay in balance with our family life? I thought yeah. I thought that's what we we're going to talk about, but put a pin in that. We're going to see. Yeah. Then I vaguely remember that we are kindred spirits in that you have a very generous heart. Like you treat people as humans, but you also donate 3% of every job to global projects related semi-related to your industry, which I don't really know anybody else in exterior services that does that. So we could talk about that. Or okay. you could teach me how to grill a market in the field uh, because I, I love this idea of every job should turn into two. And we okay. just started door knocking last week, literally. We've yeah. never nice. knocked on doors like before a job or after a job. Um, but the whole idea, like, Mrs. Jones, we're next door cleaning Sally's house. And we just wanted to let you know we're going to be here for a couple hours. And, hey, if you need windows, gutters, or solar panel cleanings done while we're here, while the truck's parked out front, we'd be happy to give you a free estimate. Like, yeah. Yeah. why did we just start that 15 years into our business? I don't understand. Yeah. So which of those makes you most excited, keeping in mind that we only have seven minutes? And so we can yeah. only I say we do the first two and then we chat later, Megan, because I just I got a lot of stuff to chat about. Door knocking has been very near and dear to my heart. So I'll be happy to chat with you on that. And I just dawned on me, Megan. I, I saw you at, I think, Responsicon back in the day. That's where I was just I'm seeing your name. I'm like, I think that's where we first kind of where I saw you. So just light bulb moment. Uh, well, huge responsibility nerd. So nice. if you don't know what responsibility is and you're listening to this, it's a sales system that you can plug in in front of your CRM. And we are all huge users on this show. Um, and Responsicon is a place that we hang out every January, typically in Phoenix, Arizona. And if you don't know what it is, we encourage you to check it out. It is the only sales conference for the home service industry that I'm aware of. And uh, apparently David hangs out there too. So hopefully we'll see you again in January. It's an epic, epic time. Love it. Well, let, let yeah, responsibility oh, for sure. later. <laughs> for sure. Let's do number two, Megan, and then I'll wind it back to number one. How's that sound? Okay, so number two was giving. Giving. Yeah, yeah. let's okay, do that. Let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Cool. So, so um, revive yeah. is a is a washing business, and We're, you have made this connection to water. Tell us exactly. more about that. What like is it, I feel like we live in a developed country. You live in a developed country. I take water for granted and clean water for granted. Tell me why I you think, don't. 
I think we do. Yeah. So I started backpacking um, back in the day in 2014. I went on a backpack trip and I chose Thailand and Vietnam literally for no reason, just because I got a backpack on Craigslist. I wanted to go see the world. And I thought it was kind of a, you know, backpacking fun trip, you know, meet a bunch of people. But what it turned into was a motorcycle tour I ended up on in Vietnam. And I was on my bike scootering through these villages that did not have access to clean drinking water. And I came back and I thought, my goodness, I'm this privileged boy, you know, 24 years old, living the West Coast of Canada. You've seen kind of like world vision stuff online and you think, okay, like that's so far removed. But when it's actually front, like right in front of your eyes, it kind of shakes you up a little bit. So I came back to Canada. Um, I was pivoting out of my painting business at the time. And I thought, how can I make a related home service, but also have this charitable give back component. I wanted a for-profit business, uh, but also with this, you know, arm that could give. And I saw big corporations would give, you know, 0.001% of whatever and kind of dress it up however they want through giving up their profits. But I thought, hey, what if we gave on the top line of revenue? So we baked it into our first job. I took a picture of the first check we ever received with Revive, a little $300 window job. And from that job and beyond, we carved off 3%. Uh, and gave to uh, a local organization here called Hope International. So we donate to them quarterly off the revenues that our company does. Um, and what's turned uh, to be is we've now sponsored 32 uh, hand dug water wells through Cambodia, um, which is amazing. And it's become not just Dave's vision, but also, um, you know, other members on my team. And so um, it's just been an amazing way not to say, look at us, we're so great. It's literally saying, we're blessed as entrepreneurs to make money and make a difference. Well, let's use this for something good. Uh, and back to the very ultra affluent, although they're super nosy and care what people are doing, they also have big hearts and they want to give. So we want to give people a chance to give them a clean home and also align uh, into some charity uh, to help uh, with what we're doing. I love that. So uh, this this is like interesting because I live in California and in California, uh, we decided that we're like in a I'm going to exaggerate, but it's serious, like a 900 year drought or something. So we actually cannot in my city as of earlier this year, cannot pressure wash anymore because water is such a precious resource that it it's finite, according to our government. And it is finite. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to make light of this. So they said the only way we can pressure wash uh, sidewalks or buildings or siding or roofs uh, is if we use reclaimed water. And so I spent about a week of my life figuring out how could we reclaim water to do this. And then I decided I give up. I, it was 5% of my business. I'm not going to continue on. But it did make me start to realize there's this connection in exterior cleaning with water. Like, And I have struggled. So I have an accounting company. I have an online business. Those all give back in very real ways, very tangible ways. And Jeff likes Quinos does too, but we've never been able to tie it to something. And so I'm, I'm hoping that there's a listener out there that's like, huh, that's, that's incredible. There's not just like clean water everywhere in the world. And I could tie that into my business as a marketing thing or as an employee buy-in thing, right? Because yeah. we're, we're, we're recruiting millennials now. They don't, they're not working for a paycheck. They're working for like a purpose. And I'm going to yeah. step on it. Martha's giving me the look. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to dance away from that while she, uh, she can come back to that in just a minute. Um, but this idea of being part of something bigger, being like a good citizen, not just in our community, but in our world 
is incredible. And if you are a listener and you're struggling, you're like, I don't have a Hope International nearby me, or I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, this is a shameless plug for Rotary International. I'm, <laughs> I'm a very proud Rotarian and so is Michelle. And I have done several water projects and well projects. I actually just got a grant two weeks ago to add like a fluoride plug-in onto, um, I think it's like 200 wells or something in this remote part of Kenya. So there are ways to make your world smaller and to make this accessible. And David, I love that you did this from job one. And so I'm going to challenge our listeners. If you're on job 2042, it's not too late. Like just yeah. think about how should you do it? And um, did you choose water or did you have somebody help you choose water? Uh, nope, nope. I chose water. I kind of worked with a company prior called Charity Water. And so Hope International was based in Canada. And so we ended up uh, selecting them. So that's kind of how it came about. And for those listening, if you want to get even more inspired, the book that really shook me up, it was called Start Something That Matters by Blake Mikowski. Mm -hmm. He started Tom Shoes. And so I think there's a lot kind of a buzz in different industries as far as how can I you don't necessarily need to do a one for one model, but literally how can you make profit and how can you do something that resonates? Megan hit it bang on the, the nail on the head. It resonates with people. You get buy-in from people and um, talk about entrenching your why those hard days, those hard weeks. I was talking about this with Michelle, you tether back to like, man, we're washing homes to bring water globally or fill in the blank. Um, if that doesn't get you out of bed, I mean, that's uh, that's a great cause to be part of. I love that. I'm like frantically trying to pull okay. up those things you just referenced to. Um, I am also going to challenge you. Like if you, if you don't know if it's going to be water, if you don't know what it should be, what I did with likes accounting company is I have this, this program that I use, it's called buy one, give one, and it doesn't have to be a one for one model, but I've gotten really creative. So for every Facebook live, we donate one day of drinking water in Ethiopia, right? Uh, nice. For everybody that signs up for my uh, email list, I give a book to a kid in Cambodia, right? Like you can make it simple and buy one, give one makes it very, very simple. And they do all the vetting of the nonprofits for you. So I'm going to drop a link to buy one, give one. Ooh. But the, the hint I'm going to give you is I took it to my team with my top six. These were all causes that I would have been happy for. And I said, okay, which one do we want to give to this month? And then they helped, they got to choose. And then they helped me like really leverage that in all of our communications with our clients, with our members, like with our community. And um, I'm, I'm also going to share David's page that is uh, on his Revive Services website about water. It's very beautifully done. Um, I'm going to share that one. And then I'm going to share my giving back pages for Likes Accounting and Bookkeeping Academy. So you can use this as just part of your mission as a business owner. And I feel like I want to, I, I, I only have like two minutes, but I want to tie this back. You can't sure. give away 3% of your job if you're losing money. So yeah. how did you build that into your net profit percentage? And I'm hoping that that's going to lead to some inspiration for a listener who's like, profit is not a greedy word. It's not a bad word. And we can do really cool things for it when we structure our businesses correctly and we're profitable. So can you yep. talk a little bit about Absolutely. profitability? Absolutely. So for me, I actually came from a background where I was paying a fairly significant royalty fee. Um, I had painted houses all through college. And even for my four years upon graduating, uh, I was paying a royalty fee that was much greater um, than 3%. And so first of all, I don't even want to get started on on franchise is a whole nother discussion. But for me to, to carve out 3% and say, my goodness, I was paying this larger royalty fee to a franchisor, 
I can certainly run still a profitable business and carve off a small 3% fee and actually push to something that matters. And also um, it's a charitable give back as well. And so there is a tax deduction when you are giving um, uh, as well through your company, through your corporation uh, here in Canada. So there's, there's that play as well. Um, but I can't stress enough that it's just, you, you've got to be making money. Yes. But also there is such a beautiful thing that comes when you give, um, you don't give to get, you give literally just to give period, end of story. And I couldn't imagine, um, you know, the, the kind of buzz that it's created. We've been in the newspaper, literally my mm. operations manager today, he's only with the company because he saw that in our job ad set up the interview and he's been with us now four years. And it's just, it's just baked into you say revive there's a give back component. That's just kind of who we are uh, and there's no changing it now. So, um, yeah. Uh, so an wow. undertone of what I heard was discipline. You're disciplined with your budget. You're disciplined with your money. You're disciplined with your priorities and your mission. Um, and yeah. so I, I hope that I know that that inspired me. I hope that it inspired a listener. If you have more questions about how to set this up, David's going to share at the end how to get a hold of him. Um, and I'm going to drop a whole bunch of links based on that <laughs> snippet yeah. into the chat now. Thank you for sharing, David. That was that was awesome. No problem. I'm sad we couldn't get to number one and talk about balance, but maybe another time. Well, yes, we will come back to that. Um, Michelle's giving me a look like it's no, it's okay. okay. We'll we'll figure out something. We'll figure no. it out. Um, but I do I do want to say that like if you're at least giving away three percent, that we know that he grew it with balance. Uh, yeah. And that it's it's okay to grow fast as long as we're organized. It's okay yeah. to grow fast as long as we're organized. Yep. Yeah, totally. And the one thing I will say on balance, if we run out of time, is like for me, uh, everyone, it was it was taking off a Sunday. I've taken off Sundays since, since 2009. Um, and so for me, having that one full day of recharge, I go into airplane mode pretty much every single Sunday, throw my phone in a drawer, do not need it. Um, it all, the work will always be there on Monday. So that's kind of one thing I would say when it comes to balance. Um, yeah. Love it. I love it. We're going to keep going with that theme because that's so good. Yes. That's essentially a system to protect yourself as the business owner, right? I think all of us listened to a really good podcast this week by Bobby Walker, and he talked about some of the challenges he's been having as a business owner, finding that balance and some things that yeah. crept in with his health, health and wellness. And it's yeah. online if you want to check it out, Bobby Walker. It's a great hour. I listened to it fully again yesterday because I thought it was so impactful. So talk to me about a system to protect your time. I love the airplane mode. I've never even heard anybody say that. Um, and then how you can recharge and how giving kind of folds into that as a business owner. I know before we went online, I was saying I'm feeling a little bit challenged in this arena myself. So for those who are listening, who might feel a little bit spent, how are we as business owners you know, systematizing our own health and wellness. Talk to me yeah. about how you're doing that, David, please. I love it. So first off, one of my favorite quotes, system is like an acronym, right? C-Y-S-T-E-M. Michelle, yeah. you may have heard it. Save yourself time, energy, and money. So yep. we're talking about <laughs> saving yourself love time. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, getting at Tay's question, what do you do with foundations people? It's how do we get a system for their time? That'd be the first one. I think most entrepreneurs let, clients, employees, the stresses of the business kind of steamroll their personal life. Um, what, what I've really worked hard on the last number of years is how can the businesses are here, 
but Dave Mormon is over here. There's a strong bridge between the two, but not seeing all my identity inside the business. I think if you can separate those two a little bit, I think time off becomes uh, easier. For me, as I was growing Revive, only quoting maybe three days a week because I think a lot of business owners, oh my goodness, we got someone who wants a quote. I need to run out right now. Right now, um, yeah. there, There's something called block scheduling, which is like Tuesday today, I'm on Zoom literally till tonight when I go golfing, right? It's like seven hours, just budding, 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 budding. Yeah. Today's my Zoom day. I'm barely checking my phone. I'm just all in on Zoom. So like that's a block schedule. So I really think Sundays off would be one thing. Um, I would say for me, uh, also just finding small things, Michelle, that you can go and do. Like for me, there's this like fancier movie theater my wife and I like to go to. <laughs> the seats recline. Like I have Ooh. to leave my phone in the truck and just go and watch a movie two hours. I can fully unplug from the stress of business. Uh, one last thing. There's a beautiful winter wonderland where we live called a place called Whistler. There's a spa there. Um, they've oh. just like jacked up the prices there, which kind of suck. But um, it, <laughs> still, I think as an entrepreneur, you need to view yourself as like a high powered race car. What do we eat? When do we exercise? And there are times I think you need to go and drop $200 at the spa, get yourself a nice coffee. And for me, I go there and for like seven hours, you're not allowed to talk to anyone. Is it Scandinavian, oh exactly. Yes, Scandinavian. Oh, yes. Love it. Um, it. It's so good. And for me, I'm actually an introvert with people skills, so I love coming on this stuff. But after today, that's why I'm golfing. My buddy knows I don't really want to talk too much. We just want to play golf. So um, you've got to find those times to like pour into your own self. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs we think grind, 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 hustle. Um, there is nothing wrong with being a lifestyle entrepreneur. I don't want the biggest business in the world with a thousand trucks. I want the most optimized business that fits my lifestyle and can do good in the world. So I think, yeah, lot, lots here, Michelle. I'll let, I'll let you kind of take it from it. here. I'll just, yeah. I, I love it. Well, also, I think what we put into our bodies and our minds is also really important. I'm finding that I'm binge watching like some really dumb television lately and I'm feeling really negative. So Last night, yeah. Doug and I were talking about it. He's like, okay, for the next three days, you're off this. Like, let's try yeah. three days. Like, let's purge and see if maybe that changes it. And it's yeah. funny. So I'm going to, I'll report back next week to everybody on how it went. But I think it's interesting that what you put in is also incredibly important to your off time, right? Yeah. What are you doing yeah. at night? Are you sitting in front of the television? Is that what is your rest? That's really not restful, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He forced me to get out of the house last night and go for a walk with our dogs and my daughter. Yeah. So I was like dragging the dogs down the road and it was awesome. And my sweet daughter was like, hey, mom, this is great. We got to do this every night. So I've committed yeah. to doing that with her every night. So it's good. good. I also had something really good pop into my email inbox this morning. Um, and Clockwork from Mike Michalowicz is being re-released. So if anybody got that email today, Speaking about systems, I know this yeah. book for me was very, very helpful. Do you have any books or anything you can recommend that you're consuming recently that you think might help our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one I don't think people talk enough about. It's called the book is called Essentialism, um, which is mm. literally <laughs> deciphering. Um, um, Greg said Greg McEwen is the author. He says deciphering the vital few from the trivial many. So the trivial many is like, hey, Michelle, can you do this thing? What about this? What about this? Email, slacks, like ding, 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 things that go ding. That's usually trivial many. Yeah. But vital few <laughs> is like 
literally what's like the one thing that you got to do today. So I, I would say that's definitely required reading. My second uh, fave uh, right up there would be a book called Who Not How. Um, oh, that's yeah, by a that business. One. Yeah, my goodness, Dan Sullivan. That's another great book uh, as well. I, I I like books that are like short and practical and, and pack a punch. So I'd say we're talking systems, time management, um, who not how obviously delves into more delegation. Um, and then uh, essentialism is just time management. Like I think if business owners could get really savage on managing their time, I think mm -hmm. they'd have like a much better business. Um, that That's, you know, so I think good. really the ultimate system. So true. Okay. And then one last question before I yeah. take you and hand you off to Martha. How did you make the switch from business owner to coach? A lot of people yeah. may have a calling. They may feel like they want to share some knowledge. How did you make that leap and what like encouraged you to make that jump? Yeah, it kind of started um, pretty organically. I had um, some some people actually messaging me over Instagram back uh, two, three years ago. Uh, and I, you know, Zoom was kind of just becoming a thing. And I had a little Zoom link and I would <laughs> toss them that and do some coaching. Um, but, you know, it just started with with one person helping. I still remember my first client's uh, fellow named Omar. He's in Florida, got a great painting business going on now. Um, so started helping Omar and then had two more people come. Then we made a small group and then made a second group. So um, for me, it's always kind of been there, to be honest, Michelle. Back yeah. when I was in student painting, uh, I had a team of like four other franchisees that, you know, we'd have a weekly call and I would kind of help them. Um, so it's just I think it's always kind of been on my heart to kind of help and, and coach. And again, the coaching industry is crazy. I think we can all coach in our own way. I think ultimately um, you, you just, I think you got to be really careful who you're hiring as a coach, but also I think we can learn from everybody regardless of size or area or experience. Um, I try to be a sponge with everyone I meet and try learn from whoever I can. So even some people they're like, Oh, this guy's a coach, you know, we can't afford a coaching program. The amount of books that I, that I have purchased or free podcasts <laughs> or boot camps. I see you guys have an admin boot camp, like that yeah. stuff. I'd just, I'd be all over that stuff as is great. So I think you're wanting to grow your business again, Michelle, uh, a system, go get around people that have already done it, be in their program, get their free book, whatever. Um, I, I think if I look back at my entrepreneur journey, there'd be a minimum of 10 hours per week just of podcasts or reading or, or yeah. whatnot. So I think that's, that's hugely important. Beautiful. I love it. That's beautiful. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to pass you off to Martha. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm you so bet. <laughs> oh, and Michelle, shameless yes. plug, your podcast with me, it's coming out on this Thursday. I figured first of the month, let's kick it off with style. So I will uh, send you all the goodness with that. So I'll be good. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. It was fun together. We had a good time. Thank you. For sure. <laughs> That's funny. So David, I sit here and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that. And then somebody takes that. And then I want to talk about that. So I'm glad that Megan didn't go into how you intertwine your people with your charity mission. Yeah. Because I don't think we've ever really talked about that um, when I cover people, mm -hmm. but Megan did touch on it and that many millennials really are looking for a purpose mm -hmm. and a purpose they expect that to be intertwined with work 
So can you talk about like how that's evolved, how you intertwine that to with your people and um, just how entrenched is that in your culture? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a number of things we've done at Revive that, you know, you can't spell culture without cult, right? And so I think there's a few things you need to do to really like bubble wrap the success of your business. And I think if you boil it down, the, 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 the business, the home service business, it's people married up with systems. And so I think, uh, you know, Martha, I don't want to give the illusion that, oh, because we give to charity, we have, you know, we have 20 technicians outside our door that are trained, ready to go. It's like, it, it's part of definitely what we do. But I think ultimately, you know, owners should be reading a book like The Dream Manager. And I'm a huge fan of uh, it's called TSL, Transformational Servant Leadership. It's an upside down pyramid. Mm -hmm. And we make really the technicians like the hero of our company. Um, mm -hmm. And I think some business owners flip that and they're like, I'm the CEO, right? I don't need to talk to my people. They do their own thing. And so I think if you can kind of invert that pyramid is a, is a good way to have a company structure. And so um, how we how we make it work in our culture, uh, number one, we do a, a team meeting weekly. We start off that team meeting literally reading reviews and testimonials from our clients is just so huge. Um, you know, we incentivize our team paying for reviews. We do um, $25 uh, per review. I don't care if that hits nice job, the email inbox, Google. Our technicians, guys, I've heard people, we only pay for Google reviews. Well, you can't control if your clients have a Google account or a nice job or whatever. If someone's happy, just pay the money out. So we go teams of two, we go $10, $10, and then we give our office team $5 for every review that just builds in a pot. So, you know, I think uh, that that's one thing you got to be doing. Um, two is like, what's in it for them? I think a lot of service business owners, you've not even made a career roadmap for us. It's like um, junior technician, senior technician, and then you can get into management. It's a very simple one, two, three step process. So I think a lot of business owners don't advance their people for the person listening who has like three employees right now. Well, you know, it's me and then it's them start thinking, how can we give them some of the responsibility that's on your shoulders? I've always tried to give people a flexible Friday where we can teach them to quote or come in the office and make phone calls. So, um, you know, Martha, as we talk about people, I'd say reviews, I'd say advancement. And then of course, um, the charity give back. Um, there's like an annual Hope uh, International Gala dinner that we go to. I had to miss this year because I was sick with COVID, which sucked. But Steve, my manager, he rented a limo. Uh, we threw everyone in the limo. They bust downtown. So no one's, you know, drinking and driving. And it's just like everyone gets dressed up. It's just like super fun. So um, that type of stuff. We've got our water well like counter on our website. So every time we sponsor well, uh -huh. we throw a little party update on our website. So there's kind of these, these different things that I think you can do to really make it a fun place to work. Notice I didn't say cleaning or gutter cleaning at all. Like I really think right. you need to make it more about the thing that you do and pivot it into a conversation about growing leaders in your team. Look, look at a guy like Tommy Mello, my goodness. Like it's not about the garage doors. The guy is one of the most attractive characters in our space. People flock, they wanna be around him. So like take a page out of his book, and, and again, it doesn't need to be on a grandiose scale, but just how can you make a, a team around you and get people kind of fired up where your company is going? 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love the servant leadership concept. Um, I remember a funny story where I was trying to get my managers to do things for the field staff where, you know, just to make their job easier. Like, I mean, and it was simple stuff like um, help them clean out their totes and, you know, have everything clean and tidy. So when they came in, it was like, oh, I'm ready. And just folding the laundry and having it all stacked for them. And uh, I remember we had to have a discussion on how you guys, uh, the this the field staff are exactly who keep you employed and i you know i understand that you're thinking that you direct to them but it's really the other way around and uh it we had to and that was my fault that i hadn't taught that sooner but um it was eye-opening that I believed it, but I hadn't transmitted that into our culture for sure. So, uh, yeah, there's so many things that we can do. And um, and another funny story, when you talked about how your weekly meetings, you read the reviews. So some of you have heard me say that, you know, my staff could log in and they could every day see, you know, what the clients are saying about them, etc. But I remember at a, we had monthly staff meetings. And so I remember talking about, okay, you guys, these are running long. I need to figure out what to, you know, what we could take out. And I mentioned, well, maybe we can take out this part where the office manager and I would read those reviews and read them out loud. I said, because you know, you've already seen them. I mean, not only could they see theirs, they could see others. And it was so funny because I looked around the room and everybody was just like head down and not wanting to say anything. And it was uh, clearly that's not what they want me to do, but they didn't want to say, no, please brag on me. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. it was like yeah. light bulb. No, don't take that out. We're going to take something else out. But yeah. that public uh, recognition issue. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, people want to be praised publicly, whether they say it or not. And then I think you want to give feedback privately. Um, we've actually, you know, again, for the listeners, like keeping it practical, like, my goodness, get a Slack channel going for your company. Um, we started that in 2019. Our top channel is called hashtag five stars. Every review we get in, office team screenshot, put it in, tag the team members. Great way, just like we throw a little mini party every single um, review that we're getting. So I think sometimes business owners overlook reviews. I'm seeing, you know, some people we work with, their GMB, like they haven't replied to a review in like two or three weeks. I'm like, man, show your personality there. Um, tell the client, thank them for their review. So I think Martha, grounding it up with people, 
they're like our, they're our internal people. Uh, you know, Richard Branson has said, you know, care for your people. They'll care for the clients. I really think like we want to talk leverage and leadership. Um, if you can really take care of a technician, well, that technician can go and do, you know, five or 600 jobs for you this year. Why are we not investing in developing them? So I think some entrepreneurs need to turn on their coaching gene a little bit uh, and coach internally in their company with their technicians is, is huge because they're the ones spending time in front of the customer. So um, yeah, hugely important. I agree. That's great. I'm I'm actually going to pass you back to Tay because I have had a nagging cough and I can tell it's about to come back. You'll yeah. hear nothing but coughing. So, uh, but I, yeah, I, in the books that you mentioned, we're all big fans. So for our listeners, if you haven't read or listened to those books, you need to pay attention to what David's saying because those are great books. Awesome. Thanks, Martha. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we are at the time for homework, everyone. And this is my PSA reminder. Please do not choose more than one piece of homework. We are about to give you about four to five pieces of homework during this segment. And the goal of this segment is to make sure that you're putting into action what you listen to today. So choose one that speaks to your heart, choose one that's really an area that you know you've been needing to work on and need to get that ball rolling. So that way the needle is moving forward in your business through this next week. So again, just please choose one. And David, you're more than welcome to give homework after uh, we go around the four of us. So marketing homework is going to be, I challenge you this week to go back to some grassroots. I challenge you to go back to the root of being connected with your client. Once we went through, which we still are going through, you know, COVID and dealing with the aftermath of this virus and learning how to live with that on a daily basis. But during those two years, we removed a lot of human interaction due to being unsure of what was going to happen with that virus. So this is a prime opportunity to be able to really bring back that human interaction into your business and into your marketing plan. So as Megan said, she just started doing her door knocking as she does go from job to job. That's something that is very simple that can be added into your plan. But as David mentioned, make sure to have a price sheet or something that is accessible to your technicians to be able to effectively do that process. Because if they're going into a, a potential estimate after door knocking and don't really have confirmation or feel comfortable giving the prices, it's going to create a negative experience for that client and therefore kind of counteract what we're trying to accomplish here. So as owners, make sure to set your technicians up with success. Make sure to encourage not only your technicians, but your office staff to really find a way to connect this week on a human level to your clients. And fun hack, if you don't want to do a price sheet or you don't want to make it hard, they're millennials, they all have a phone in their pocket and you can sign up for a response of it and it will give them the entire quote process on their phones and a beautiful proposal for them to show the clients. Uh, that has been like, Jeff was able to train all of the technicians to do estimates on our company in one day effectively um, because of response. So just a fun right. hack if you want that for your marketing homework. Uh, and it sounds like connect with David for help with the script of how that door knocking should go. Finance homework this week's gonna be a little bit different. I'm gonna challenge you to think about your charitable giving as an organization. 
Uh, for Jeff Likes Clean Windows, this has been much more locally focused for us. So we, back in March, we started running a weekly Meals on Wheels route with our technicians. And that was huge. Like that is on the calendar every single week. The rule is that every team member has to do it at least once a month. They're doing it together and they're giving of themselves, which is really cool. Um, we've also done like Toys for Tots charity drive and Jeff just finished a pretty epic backpack drive for back to school. They donated a hundred backpacks uh, to local kids without backpacks and supplies. But for you, maybe it's tied to your bottom line. Maybe you want to take a page out of David's book and you want to go global. You want to think bigger. Maybe you want to tie it back to our industry with water or wells or um, books. It could be trees. It could be literally anything. Um, so there's lots of good ideas in the show notes. There's lots of websites uh, to reference in the show notes. We challenge you to check that out. But I'm going to compel you to to not only, like, it's going to help you want to make more money when you start giving it away. I I like to say that we stopped making money for ourselves years ago. Now we make money for others. And your finance homework this week is to challenge you to do the same. Oh, that's good stuff, Megan. I love it. I'm going to do that homework. That is so good. Um, and your systems homework this week, I've said it before, but I feel like it's an overriding theme is protecting your time. So I'm going to have you look at time blocking again. We do it quarterly at Pink Collars. So at the beginning of the month of the last month of the quarter, which is September 1st, we all sit down as a leadership team and decide how we're going to time block for the following quarter. So we're about ready to do this planning in our business. And so I encourage you to do it in yours. Take some time with your team, sit down over this next week and block out October, November, and December so that your time is protected as the owner and that you're more concise with your time with your team. So that's your homework for this week is time block. Nice. <laughs> Michelle, you're wearing me down on the time blocking. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, it's I'm slowly adapting. I, I know. You guys okay. Martha's text to me yesterday. How did this meeting get on my calendar on a Monday? It was hilarious. <laughs> sorry. You missed a meeting, Martha. We took some time. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so my homework is I want you to read the book Servant Leadership. And Megan, I have the link. If you don't, I'll put it in the chat. But I already uh, shared it, but I can reshare it. Either okay. way, transformational, oh, okay. transformational servant leadership by Janine Perolini. Is that it? I do not remember the uh, Robert Greenleaf. Oh well, then put that one. I put a different one, and then you <laughs> can correct us which one you meant. <laughs> so anyway, um, yes, I put that in the chat, but read that book and then i want you to implement one thing that you can do differently for your staff in the spirit of servant leadership so i guess that's two homeworks but okay we won't say anything uh, david do you have any homework you'd like to give <laughs> Man, those ones are all so good. I'll maybe piggyback on uh, on the time blocking one. Like I do my weekly planning on Sundays. Like I would say if people could this week uh, choose maybe 45 minutes on either Saturday or Sunday and just plan out their next week roughly, even though my weeks get planned, I'd still say they're only planned maybe 70% at most. I leave some white space in for things that come up, but I would encourage listeners for homework, practical, plan your next week as we start a new month here, what better time, and just see how the next week actually goes with a little bit of a plan and structure and planning your personal time too. 
I know when I'm going running or when it's date night or when I got to take Charlie on a walk. It's it's planned in color code the thing. Um, it takes practice. Um, you got to you got to practice. So I'd give that homework this week. Spend 45 minutes and plan the next seven days. See how it goes. Awesome. Well, uh, David, if anyone does want to get into contact with you, has questions, wants to pick your brain on a few things, what is the best way for them to get into contact with you? Yeah, a couple things. Um, I drop a podcast uh, every week, so you can go on Spotify, Home Service Business Coach. Um, very easy, free podcast there. Uh, otherwise, you can just ping me over an email. Uh, I'm homeservicebusinesscoach at gmail.com. Nice and easy. Uh, check my email once per day, so I will uh, try to get back to you. And I show more of my personal life on Instagram at Home Service Business Coach. So um, that's where you can find uh, pictures of Charlie or trips my wife plans for us or whatever, my pizza for dinner, whatever ends up happening. So that'll be uh, a good place for that. Awesome. And we always end our podcast with a quote, David. So this one I think was good when I found it this morning. And it says, no one has ever become poor by giving from mm -hmm. Anne Frank. So none of us are poor if we're giving, which I loved. It's a theme for today's talk. Megan, do we have any announcements or anything else we want to watch out for this week before we say goodbye to David? I mean, you just gave me a long quote and I'm typing and I got to think and I got to talk. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, we do have some nice, we have like a really busy three weeks planned as Fight Club for Business. We have not said this on the podcast yet. So let's, let's say it. Um, we all have alter egos. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. Um, and we are doing something super cool very soon. Do we want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. yeah. Go yes. for it. Let's do it. So uh, we were hanging out in Nashville last week, week before. Mm -hmm. I feel like we like live in Nashville. I only see you guys in Nashville. At the huge convention. Um, yep. <laughs> at the huge convention. And we had the cutest booth. Thank you, Michelle, for helping design it. And Taylor for helping design You're it. Welcome. And Taylor, the graphic collateral. We are relaunching our huge Rockstar Admin Bootcamp, and it is getting a new look. And the new look is Admin Bootcamp Adventure. And we are bringing it back in October for home service businesses. Uh, last time in March, we had 50 admins come and completely level up. They came wow. from all over the U.S., seven different home service industries represented in that room and they transformed not only their lives but their owners lives by learning a bunch of new school skills from us so these ladies had a brilliant mm -hmm. idea in virginia about a month ago oh yeah we have a we have an alumni in the chat jay knows <laughs> jay, you guys should check out jay's podcast episode from last week it should be dropped it dropped yesterday um jay actually got a promotion after she she's now the gm she went from office manager to gm because of this yeah. training, which is amazing. Um, so the next one's October 13th and 14th in Nashville, completely rebranded. And the theme, the ask, the deal is to send your admin to camp. Boot camp, actually. <laughs> and we will train them as her, their camp counselors. So my new alter ego is called Miss Money. Tay, who are you? I am the social butterfly. Of course you are. And Michelle? <laughs> Chief organizer. No, shocking. Martha? <laughs> and director of fun. Director Yay! of fun. Nice. I love it. And uh, we already have several business owners that have made the commitment to send their admins to camp, and they're super stoked about it. And we're going to be talking about it a lot over the next couple of weeks. I think we've got a nice job podcast coming up. We're going to be on Responsivid's Facebook Live on Friday. On we're Friday. Love of Responsivid. Uh, 
I'm sure we've got, oh, we've got a webinar coming up where we're going to talk about how you can up-level your admin in less than an hour. Like we can give you lots of things that you can be helping your admin with. Um, but the big, the big plan for this is nobody likes to train their admin. We spend 30 days training a technician out in the field, but we give our admin the phone on the first day. So why don't we stop fighting that? And why don't you just let us do it for you? Yeah. we've resisted long enough now we've built an epic training course so let us train your admin <laughs> for you somebody's going to drop this uh this link into the chat so that you can register and um we're going to put them all together in a cute little troop you're going to send them to us we're going to feed them we're going to house them we're going to teach them we're going to love on them and they're going to come out of this training standing about 12 inches taller with a full heart knowing that their owner loves them and invested in them so if you'd like to join us we'd love to meet your admin. We get to know a lot about our friends when we meet their admins. It's been really fun. That's true. I love <laughs> what it. I do? What did I miss? That was it. You did it all. It was perfect. Link, people, who's it for? What's in it for them? Uh, and Jay's just pulling up the chat. We're not ah, just admins. Just admins. That's right. Just we are yeah. the bad that, amazing service company. Can I jump in on that for one sec? Because Absolutely. Um, my goodness, everyone, when your admin is is trained effectively, I like sports analogies. Sometimes we think, oh, mm -hmm. admin, you're just answering the phone or email. A strong admin can actually play offense and win the game and put jobs on the schedule. So I really would encourage you, this is my homework 2.0, look <laughs> at how you can invest a few dollars into your people because even putting a thousand or two or three thousand dollars in into your person look what that can do for the actual outcome. I think entrepreneurs need to stop looking at costs and start looking at return on investment. Uh, and that's how you should make your decision. So something and like if you join our, If you join our webinar, I'll show you how a million dollar company can turn into a $2.9 million company by your admin asking three extra questions every single phone call. Because like David said, their job is not to answer the phone. Their job is to fill your schedule and to yeah. make your life better. Like mm -hmm. that is... That is what they do and we'll help them do it better and easier. So nice. Sweet. I mean, in turn, it makes their life better too. So it's and a for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dave, so much for joining us. This was a blast. We can't wait to see you out on the road again. And again, everybody knows how to get in touch with you and contact you. And we will see everybody again on Facebook on Friday with Kurt with Responsibid. Thanks so much, David. Everybody have an awesome day out there and keep fighting, everybody. Thanks for having me Bye. on, everyone. Nice Thank to meet you, you all. See you, see you later. The Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for business.